get him. But he adds like some flair to it. This guy. That's a good idea. Well, yeah, yeah. Ooh, big game. Random guy. Sell. Aww. <laughs> I don't know what to do with these guys. Finally, after years and years and years of hoping, what, 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 what? Oh yeah, my first thought was, <gasps> free is free is free is free. Oh yeah? He's basically standing there looking as the rest of the 2020 class just wilts away as Jerry Judy goes down, J.K. Dobbins goes down, Akers goes down, Tua goes down, but yet, Swift remains. Think about it. Good things are to come from this. Think about it. Could be. Think about it. As the season progresses right into the colder months, think about it. Whenever you're surrounded by greatness in that sense, right? Think about it. Forever since I've been chasing, you know, the ghosts of Josh Gordon past. What is going on, Dynasty Fiends? It's Mr. Sam Darnold back in action, right, with my boy Iowa. I've been pounding the table for Sam Darnold thus far. He is the QB 13 right now. Depends on your scoring, but in mine, it's 20, 20, and 26. I mean, this guy is a free buy two or three weeks ago. Free buy. And now you're looking at, he can help you out on your roster easily. In two QB leagues, he's a steal. I recently have had to buy somebody and sell somebody in my rebuild, right? Get this. I had J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Christian McCaffrey beginning of the season. Started feeling, you know, froggy, right? Starting to feel good, thinking I was going to make a jump at that title. And then Mr. IR came to town and took two of them away. I mean, I got Peyton Barber and I have Elijah Mitchell. That's my starting lineup right now. Didn't get Chuba Hubbard. I bid uh, about 90% of my fab on him and somebody spent 100% of their fab so i guess that's a lesson in going big or going home so i'm gonna learn my lesson i'm gonna go big or go home i know one guy that always goes big or goes home with his takes and it is my boy iowa that's why we have him on the show right we love to uh you know go against each other's takes at times but we are on the same page whenever it matters most and we're on the same page as trying to help you reach that title so without further ado i want to welcome iowa what is up bud what is happening dg Good to see you back again. I made a couple trades in my leagues as well over the week. I moved off Tua in a deal for McLaurin and Teddy B, but I also gave up Debo. He's a 14 super flex. I want out of the Tua business. Tua is hurt now. This just gives them an opportunity to find another quarterback. Who knows what's going on there? Uh, Some uncertainty. There's less uncertainty with your boy Sam Darnold. Definitely coming out there doing his thing. I'm curious to see exactly how good the Panthers are with CMC down. Chubba Hubba. Hubba Hubba. Picked him up in the one keeper non-dynasty that I participate in, and I paid half my budget there for him. That team's pretty stacked. Not all my teams are super stacked. But regardless of being super stacked or not, it's been a weird first three weeks, man. Some of my good teams are losing and some of my mediocre teams are doing well. How are you sitting? I'm sitting pretty good, man. I have um, about three leagues and I'm one and two one. And one uh, one does happen to be the Scott Fish Bowl. I can't get a break in there. I am a master roster builder in that format, I feel like. And uh, it's just been rough, man. It's rough. That's the hardest loss I've taken so far. Everything else, man. My money leagues, I'm doing pretty great. Um, I have a few three and O's right now. I have a rebuild rebuild team that I'll start rebuilding in the off season. And I'm actually three and O and I have, you know, horrible pieces. 
you know, right now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to decide what is my next rebuild because if these one and two teams, there comes a point week four and five, right, where you kind of have to decide if you're going to rebuild or not. Whether you've been doing Dynasty for a while or you've just been getting into it, this year is a little different than like last year where obviously it's a game longer on the season so there's one more week of matchups to be had in this season that we're currently in this year the first buy is week six so everyone's going to have an extra week of what they have as their full strength starting rosters playing against each other i will tell you now that leagues are won and lost in the bye weeks and how well you play how you make your moves that's when when you have a solid depth on a team that's when it gets you w's during a season there are several teams that i still think are contenders that have ended up starting zero and three be it matchups or a variety of things that have occurred there's uh there's still a shot at zero and three now more so than even previous seasons with the extra game and then here with the extra week before the buys the best starters are going to be getting the w's right now there's been a little less trade activity than i would normally uh be seeing me personally my trades are often centered with a purpose where my three most common purposes are for positional need bi-week replacement or a rebuild trading with win now or vice versa and with the way the season's gone so far i haven't had as many of those opportunities yet and we're gonna have to wait another week for like the bye weeks sometimes though if you know this isn't your year like you said there i've got a league where i had all three of the rbs i had acres etn and dobbins that league i am considering just going ahead and pushing the rebuild in now because there is somewhat of an advantage to going rebuild first when you're going rebuild first, there's more teams in your league that consider themselves contenders, whether they are or not. So you can get those firsts and those seconds and those picks off of those players, move some of your aging vets to those players. But all this with a grain of salt, because you want to have some patience. But, you know, if that window of opportunity is there, it's uh, definitely something to consider. Picks value rise each week. The value of a pick is the value of the player you select with the pick minus the weeks that you don't have him this year. So if this year is a wash for you, those picks are worth more to you than they are to that other person who is competing. So those are the, the potential trade partners once motives are revealed. Are you rebuilding anywhere yet? Uh, just in that one lead right now, man. Um, I did actually pick up, you might have him on the sheet. Royce Freeman? Play for the Giants did decently. He used to be on the Jaguars. Oh, Colin Johnson. Johnson, yeah, Colin Johnson. Man, I picked him up basically just as a uh, you know just, just some back end of the roster. Last guy uh, liked him. You know, coming out of Texas, I believe he was in um, decent big body receiver. I think he's what, what like six four something like that. He's close to that height. Picked him up. I'm hoping this isn't just a flash in the pa- flash in the pan because I do need a flex. I mean. I am bare bones in that roster, man. I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's a dumpster fire, man. It's a dumpster fire. My roster is in shambles. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, what do I do? Still, I would have some patience. Sometimes you look at your roster and it's not that great, and that's probably what the Texans are doing right now. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch that game? Oh, yeah, man. I, I watched it, and uh, I know what Chubba Hubbard can be, and I'm a huge Royce Freeman fan, even though he will forever be a career backup. It was 
very exciting in a sense, but reassuring to me. On the other side of the football, right, the Texans, now is the time to sell Brandon Cooks. I'm going to keep pounding the table. Dude, he's going off with Davis Mills. He's looking like uh, DeAndre Hopkins did whenever he had TJA's throwing the ball in the same jersey. <laughs> I mean, I think you have to see what you can get. I mean, if you can get a super young receiver and get – an equal to better prospect, why not? Why not jump at it, right? If I can sell Brandon Cooks and get Miles Sanders right now, I'm doing it. I am still in this boat to sell Brandon Cooks. I mean, he is having phenomenal games. I think now is the time to trade him. It was very reassuring to finally see Anthony Miller active. And what do you know? He scores a touchdown in the first game. Mm-hmm. He could become a thing. So if you can buy low on him, I'd buy low. What about you? What were your thoughts? Well, Anthony Miller was available in... Probably the majority of my leagues, not all of them, but the majority of them. So that was a popular pickup as of yesterday. Cooks here. This guy isn't as old as some of these other guys that you, you know what I mean? You look at Cooks and you're like, this guy's got to be 30 already, right? He's about to turn 28. He hasn't even turned 28 yet. Everywhere he's gone, bounced around from team to team, he's been respectable everywhere he's gone. This is basically the narrative you need to use to sell him. Because like any wide receiver over 26 and a half, if you can turn him into something that's going to give you similar production plus, and you get the plus is what makes your team better, your overall team value improved, then yep, that uh, is someone you want to sell. Now, if I'm trying to win now, this guy might help, man. They don't have a whole lot else. I mean, cool, Anthony Miller, uh, Nico on IR. There's going to be some funneling to Cooks. It's not like they even have a tight end there. They have an antique collection of running backs. <laughs> For now, it's Davis Mills, who I also think you should sell because anytime a young QB has any kind of a game, people might be interested. You know, I saw him go for a second. I think that's great think you could potentially even get more if he has one good game you could try to flip him for more you know the future of the team dj moore snapping off looking like the much better version of cooks oh dude i love dj moore but i wanted to bring up have you heard of the um tyrod taylor theory so tyrod taylor right going back to his days in buffalo everywhere he has been and he has gotten hurt the franchise quarterback has risen right behind him mm-hmm. in Buffalo, right? He gets hurt next year. They get Josh Allen, right? Rise of the star now. Uh, he goes to uh, the Chargers, right? What do you know? Boom. They get Justin Herbert. Now he is on the Texans and he gets hurt. And what do you know? Davis Mills comes out and has a decent game. What if Davis Mills is a guy? I don't think he is. I don't think he is at all. Stranger things have happened, right? This guy, Davis Mills, came out and he actually played safe with the ball. He was a third round pick, which is a decently high pick for a quarterback, right? That's kind of hit or miss range, but he has good size. He's 6'4, 225. He can take a good uh, hit here and there. And, but he did decent. I mean, decent. Better than I thought. I thought it was going to be a field day. Interesting theory. That's all I'm going to say. Just saying, it, it gets to the point where things stop being a coincidence and start being a trend. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still waiting to see if this actually becomes a trend. Until then, I'm going to be treating him as a run of the Mills QB. On the other side of the ball, they brought in Duke Johnson for a visit. And with CMC going down, obviously they got Chubba Hubbard and Royce Freeman there. Those were the only two of importance taking snaps. So I'm curious to see if they do sign in someone else. If they don't, then I think Royce Freeman finally, after years and years and years of hoping that my pick like three years ago in rookie drafts wouldn't have failed me. Royce Freeman, he's out there. He's worth a stash. Someone who 
was rostered in some leagues was Tommy Tremble was not pulling the trigger on draft day, but if he was out there, I was scooping him up. They moved Darnold's tight end with a similar name at Dan Arnold to Jacksonville, so maybe it's Tommy Tremble time now. I'm not stoked about Robbie Anderson. I really haven't ever been. Terrace Marshall was the second leading wide receiver this week, and it'd be cool if that trend could continue. Never really been a fan. Same with Will Fuller, right? And same coincidentally with Josh Gordon. Now he's back in the league. Players that carry that outside risk, doesn't matter what it is. So Robbie Anderson is hard for me to trust. Now I have to trust him in a redraft league. I don't have a choice, but I don't know when he's going to hit. I think he eventually has to hit, right? Him and Darnold have chemistry. I don't understand what's going on there. I don't know if it's play calling or what, but to me, he eventually has to hit. This is a guy who we saw at the Jets. Donald's best really passing was to Robbie Anderson. He was supposed to be that Curtis Samuel guy for him. He was supposed to be that guy that could stretch the field for him. He had Curtis Samuel last year. Now he was going to assume that role. I just don't know if he can do it. But speaking of Curtis Samuel, I want to talk about the real Curtis Samuel because he is about to be bag baby. And I only think that good things are to come from this. Taylor Heineke might be on the up and up with two good receiving threats in Curtis Samuel and Scary Terry. I mean, Curtis Samuel proved last year that he could play a viable option and wide receiver to earn himself a contract. Taylor Haneke right now is not really balling, but he's proven he could be a serviceable guy. And hopefully that receiver coming back opens up the run game a little bit more to where Antonio Gibson is actually running the ball, right? He's actually running the ball like he should be, being that feature back in that offense. And we don't have J.D. McKissick getting 36 targets. Yeah, Haneke everywhere. I did start him i wish i had <laughs> he, he's came out and rushed a respectable amount of times each game so far i think i'm just going to be starting him especially against atl this week on the other side of the field josh allen was the number one overall player last week reminding you why he was fantasy mvp last year in that backfield with him zach moss out here again 13 carries led the backfield in carries singletary had 11 of his own but what you can take away from this is even with zach moss being an active in week one he's already been worth playing in each of those weeks afterwards wish Diggs would give me a little bit more but Beasley and Sanders have been stepping up there both with over 90 yards Beasley freaking 11 catches man this is Beasley just gonna Beasley I guess Dawson Knox Fort Knox is a safe play now (laughs) (laughs) he might be okay they got rid of Hollister Hollister went over to the Jags and he got some playing time this week and then they traded for Dan Arnold the Hollister dream lives to die another day I guess Gabe Davis, I was really hoping he would be doing what Sanders and Beasley are doing. This might be like a next year thing. How are you looking at the all these Bills wide receivers? I roster all of the Beasley and Sanders there is. They're, they're all on my roster. I'll put it that way. I don't want any game Davis. I don't want any Devin Singletary. Me either. I am trying to acquire Zach Moss. I, I don't know. I'm trying to stay away from the Bills because you got Beasley getting all the targets, but Sanders is getting all the air yards. I mean, I think Sanders is six in air yards right now or something like that. The Bills are the same way I feel like the Bears in rostering them. The thing with the Bears is I don't know what to do with these guys. Cole Komet, 
Mooney, Fields, F. Fields, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a buy right now, in my opinion. He's a buy. He's a big buy because I still do believe in the talent, and I do believe that eventually something will happen in the ownership of the Bears franchise to where they let them go and they bring in a new cast and they keep Nagy and Nagy works his magic with Fields. This is possibly a buy window for Fields. You have this week, buy Fields and buy Robinson. I'm selling everybody else. I don't know if Cole Komet's ever going to be a thing. I mean, I like the guy. I like his profile, but I just don't know if he's going to be a thing. But I do know what we have already seen from Allen Robinson. Go acquire him right now. Go acquire Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the next quarterback buy. I pounded the table for Sam Donald. Pounded the table for Justin Fields. Go get him. And I think you might be right about, or okay, those who roster Justin Fields are probably fielding offers right now. Uh, I'm glad his debut wasn't against the Rams because that O-line is terrible. And he was not helped out with play calling. You'd think that they'd just be giving him run pass options, short screens, you know, easy plays, trying to, you know, help the rookie out in his first start. No, they're running him out there like he's Andy Dalton. Speaking of Andy Dalton, it could be Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, or him to start this week. You'll probably know by the time this uh, pod graces your ears. But yes, I think Justin Fields definitely might be having a little bit of a dip. People might be getting scared saying, oh man, this guy is terrible. He did not have the greatest completion percentage and made some some bonehead plays. So I definitely understand. And which has also led to 28-year-old Allen Robinson putting up a bunch of stinkers so far. If I have Allen Robinson, I'm probably... I probably wish I had already sold him. If there's someone who still kind of is slow to adjust, you might consider moving Allen Robinson to them, but this isn't actually someone I want to buy into. Now, I could see it halfway through the year. It almost looks like I'm like eating my words because, you know, Justin Fields is starting to click and Allen Robinson connect, but... Once again, I'm just, once they get to this age, you know, if I can flip them into something younger, then I can just keep the train moving. There's some name value there with Allen Robinson that you can move on. I still like Fields, David Montgomery, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney for the long run. So these are all young pieces around Fields that I'm interested in. Allen Robinson could be a free agent next year. So we'll see how that goes. They didn't even have him this game run a route longer than 10 yards. What are you What are you doing, Chicago? Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, he is your best weapon on your team. Use him that way. Uh, Chicago has to change something up front in the office for them to succeed. They might be the worst team this year, period. The Jets might surpass them. It is that bad, I think, the ownership. I think the players might give up. If I'm a player, maybe I'm looking at the team we just played, right? We just played the Browns. <laughs> at one point, their players gave up and went out, right? They could easily win the AFC. The Browns have a good clicking team. They're probably only going to have to get past the Ravens or the Bills this year. Of course, the Raiders, too. But I'm not going to toot the Raiders' horn until we get there. But what if we see a you know some crazy Super Bowl, like Browns versus Browns versus Cowboys? What if that is a Super Bowl? That's, that's a viable option, right? I'm just saying. Bears fans, take notes. Your Browns uh, era might be coming. It might be soon approaching, right? That that winless era where you got to see if you're a true Bears fan or not. It could be coming. I've seen a lot of winless teams, and the Bears are approaching that spectrum if they don't fix something soon. And the Browns, I mean, they fixed it. They have those two running backs, right? Decent pass game. Mm-hmm. Don't know about Odell Beckham. But one guy I do like, and I am stashing, even on my rebuild, is Demetric Felton. I think I said his name right, Demetric Felton. Not this game, but the last. I think he caught a long ball for a TD. He he showed his talent here and there. Go get the guy. He's free. Nobody knows who this guy is. Nobody knows who he is. Go get him. He's free. Zero fab. 
He was scooped up some last week. There was some expectation that he was going to step into the Landry role, who went on to IR last week. Uh, he was present on special teams with seven punt returns for over 100 yards. Yep, I was curious if you're down with ODB or not. Odell Beckham finally, you know, made his you know season debut and he did okay. Something else I can see happening, you you know, seeing a Brown Super Bowl is I could see Kareem Hunt getting traded or cut next year. There's no dead cap if he's cut, which, you know, he's doing well. Why would they just cut him? But maybe, maybe, maybe a trade. I'd be curious to see where Kareem Hunt might go next year. As of right now, he's catching what Landry has left for him there. So he's going to be definitely playable now, even with Chubb at 100% health. I love Nick Chubb, too. I do. I think Nick Chubb is um, still, is, you know, he's tougher to acquire right now, but I think he is still a buy. The ceiling will get higher as the season progresses right into the colder months where they, they might even have to feature him in a sense of Kareem Hunt could easily get hurt. So I would try to put out a feeler out there for Chubb, just see what his value is right now, because I'm sure somebody is a little bit worried about the Kareem Hunt aspect. And then he's splitting time, right? He's not looked at as a feature, feature back, right? I think you can go out and try to get him right now. I'm staying away from a lot of running backs and they are almost all on the Ravens. I mean, be honest with you. I have a few Tyson Williams trying to sell them now. (laughs) I can tell you that. I don't want any Latavius Murray. I don't want anybody who is um, over the age of 28 and plays for the Ravens, period. I love me some Rashad Bateman, man. Speaking of the Ravens, he's come back this week, right? I'm excited for him. I think he makes everybody else obsolete, and he is going to be that guy. I mean, he was my wide receiver one in this class. Mm-hmm. Oof, I'm excited. I'm so excited for the more Rashad Bateman. I'm so excited. I don't know. Like right now, I'm getting jittery. This is about to be the Rashad Bateman show. It really is. This might be my favorite receiver to watch this season, and my favorite running back to watch was on the other side is DeAndre Swift. So if only they would have played two weeks from now, right? Yep. There is one RB that I know you do love on the Ravens, and that's Lamar, who led the team with seven carries. No running back on the team had a catch. So this is what you hate about having a Ravens running back is that sometimes, you know, they're not going to get a lot of looks because Lamar's going to take off and run, which, you know, he did to the tune of seven times. Mark Andrews, the Mandrews, finally came to life. Five catches for 109 yards. You know, he, he belongs in that middle tight end upper middle tight end tier he validated his presence there this week and someone who's validating their presence as an earlier and earlier and earlier selection you said earlier is my boy deandre swift man just love this dude he's basically standing there looking as the rest of the 2020 class just wilts away as jerry judy goes down jk dobbins goes down acres goes down tua goes down but yet swift remains even with like you know slower starts from like jt burrow herbert gibson ceh iuk all these guys from last year's class swift is the one who is improving on his perception more than pretty much anybody else from this class what do you think he's the guy Mm -hmm. he's the king swift is king man I'm going rebuild. I might go crazy and try to get some picks in Swift for J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers. If that works somehow, some way, I might even trade him just for Swift. This is the guy. This is the guy you wanted from that class, right? And everybody was saying, oh, he's not going to be a feature back. Oh, yeah, he went to Georgia and, um, you know, they make backs look better than what they were. People don't realize at a time, at literally at one time in Georgia, they had Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, 
Todd Gurley and DeAndre Swift all in the same backfield. That doesn't make sense. That should tell you something. Whenever you're surrounded by greatness in that sense, right? This is pre-injury. So Michelle, pre-injury Todd Gurley. And he was the fourth best guy there at that point. And now he is the last man standing out of that foursome. I think he's up there with Nick Chubb, you know, neck and neck. But this is the guy from his class. He learned from those three guys at Georgia and learned how to be the best running back he could for the next level. He's a better bag than JK. He is a better bag than Cam. He's, I think he's a better bag than Gibson and Clyde Edwards Hilaire too. I mean, he is the cream of the crop right here. I would rather have him than him than any other guy in that class except Herbert in Superflex in any league. He is the 102 from that class in any format, in my opinion, period. Ooh, passing JT, huh? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. This guy is going to be used more as a feature back than JT. JT is going to be, uh, I, you know, I see him having a Melvin Gordon-like career, right? Wisconsin guy, downhill dog, pounding the rock in people's faces, but they don't use him as a receiver there, and they're not. As long as they have Naheem Hines, they're not going to use him as a receiver. DeAndre Swift is the full package. We could be looking at the end of this year. You can mark this, record this if you're listening to this. We can be looking at DeAndre Swift being the 101 in Dynasty at running back by the end of this year. Think about it. Could be. Think about it. He had seven catches last week. And he's not even healthy. He's not even healthy right now. That's the problem. He is going to get healthy. He's going to get better. I promise you, he finishes the top three running back this year if he stays healthy. Easy. Seven catches didn't actually lead the team. The Wiz Khalif Raymond (laughs) led the team in targets, catches, receiving yards, and punt return yards. A lot of people rolling out Quintez Cephas, maybe still believing in Amon Ross St. Brown, at least in the short term. Both posted duds, even my boy Hawk. But I think this is the floor for Hawk. TJ Hawkinson. I wouldn't expect anything less than what you saw this week. You know, there's no reason why he's just not going to be continually used. They might have took him away this week, but I'm not worried about Hawk. I love Hawk, and I, I actually do like Quintez Cephas, man. Right? He's a good receiver profile, and who else do they have? They have Swift. They have Hawk. I do think Amon Ra eventually becomes someone, but not anytime soon, like as this year. I think he's like a year away, but I do think Cephas can end up being that guy for them at the edge. I just don't know how consistent he'll be, right? I mean, we saw two weeks ago, I'm not sure what his stat line was, but he did decent, and he has very good burst, right? He's not fast. He's like a 4-6. I mean, this dude is not fast at all, but he is getting the targets, and he's getting uh, decent yardage. I don't want to invest in him, but if I have him, I'm not kind of like cutting them. Jared Goff's the quarterback. I mean, what are you going to get from that? <laughs> you know, what are you going to get from that? You're going to get a great TJ Hawkinson, a great DeAndre Swift, and then the other guys are going to miss. But out of this group of receivers right now, I do want Cephas. I do think he can end up returning value by the end of this year more than Amon Ra. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that are kind of valueless, but the Lions are one of them. The Jaguars are the other, right? The Jaguars are the other valueless team in the NFL besides the uh, Houston Texans or whatever they are. The value is not there, but you kind of have to mine the box score and see who can have potential value with the Jags. I mean, pick your poison, right? All of a sudden, James James Robinson wants to uh, show face, right? All of a sudden, he wants to come in. Right, They trade for Dan Arnold, like you said earlier in the show, and they have a guy by the name of DJ Chark, who I believe is fifth in air yards right now, who, I mean, if he catches a few of those balls, he could easily, easily be a WR1. That's what you got to mind through the box score. Did you see the Cardinals-Jags game? I mean, what are your thoughts on this Jaguars team led by none other than the 101 of this NFL draft? 
James Robinson basically doubled the carries that Carlos Hyde had. And that was my big takeaway from the Jags is that it was a little bit more evenly split and kind of terrible outings. And this week was a decent game which means it's a sell window for James Robinson as far as I'm concerned. He also tied for leading catches with Marvin Jones on the team. Uh, You know, the Jaguars were there just so that everyone could watch the Cardinals as far as I'm concerned. Kyler put up his worst game of the year, completing 82% of his passes and still putting up a good week. So I think this is, you know, a floor game for Kyler is him out here completing 82% of his passes. Connor split carries with Edmonds evenly at 11 each. We were worried a little bit preseason that Connor might steal some of the goal line looks and Connor got the touchdowns this week, but they haven't had a bunch of these comeback attempt games where there might be checking down to Edmonds over and over again. You know, I think it's possible that that happens down the road, but as far as this week, it was kind of split evenly. And as far as that, the wide receivers, two wide receivers over 100 yards, and neither was DeAndre Hopkins. Kirk has continued to be a pleasant surprise. Green, I did not see this coming. Maybe back uh, back in the green when he had been in the red. Uh, you want pieces of this offense. Yeah, Even my boy Rondell Moore, who didn't really do anything, but he was out there returning punts at least. Uh, you mentioned James Conner and immediately got sick. <laughs> I don't like what he's doing to my guy Chase Edmonds back there, man. Chase Edmonds, I wanted a big breakout from him, right? I do like how this is college floor, right? He uh, he didn't throw a touchdown. He threw for 316 yards and no touchdowns, which is weird, right? You don't normally get that. Something's wrong with DeAndre Hopkins, first off. I, I don't know if he's playing hurt, but he doesn't look the same. He doesn't look the same running his routes. I was very surprised that A.J. Green stepped up. I think the big thing here, you know, the biggest thing from this whole game on both sides of the ball, right? Marvin Jones, you can trust him. You can trust him to be a top 25 receiver for your team this year. He's probably a veteran that you bought for free. The biggest thing that you can take from this game is Rondell Moore is a screaming buy. We talked about it last show, how eventually he could be the guy that takes over. Well, just so happens it could be happening before our eyes, right? Hopkins and Green. Let me check. AJ Green is 33, right? Hopkins is 29. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's wrong with Hopkins, but if this is something that's uh, going to stay around, Rondell and Christian Kirk could be the future. And it's weird because 5'11 and 5'7, right? No big body threats, but quick game, man. Quick game. <laughs> Kyler rolls out the pocket. He has receivers that are quick enough to adjust the ball like this. Rondell Moore is a buy. Please go buy him now because this week, this week, Whenever they play the Rams, two 3-0 teams going at each other. This has the potential to be a high-scoring fest. Matthew Stafford is playing the best ball I've seen him play since he was a Georgia Bulldog. Let's be real, right? Let's be honest. His best season that he had finished was in 2011. He played full season, all 16 games, first healthy season. He finished as a quarterback five, threw for 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns. Right now, three games, he has nearly 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. And it's a bigger season. Matt Stafford is playing his best ball. Kyler Murray is coming out of his shell. He's the QB1 right now in all formats. This could be a potential shootout and Rondo Moore could burst like into, you know, flames of glory for your team this week. I mean, I'm getting him. I'm getting him. Yep. That's all I got to say about this game. Go get him on your roster. Yep. You said it there. He gets to be paired with an amazing QB in Kyler. Next on our sheet was a matchup of two other amazing QBs. 
I'm watching Mahomes and Herbert, two of the top five QBs easy. In five years, they will be the Manning and Brady of the league. Herbert, welcome to the show. Man, he showed out. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes, I think. And I don't think he has a better team. So by the time you hear this, you probably bought him from me. Larry Roundtree is still the backup. If you have Herbert, congratulations. Yeah, it was an impeccable performance, right? And the Chiefs were not far behind. I mean, this was a beautiful football game. I wish every game was like this because I rewatched this and I, I made some popcorn for it. I mean, this was like the best movie I've ever seen. One thing I am very curious as to your thoughts at is this guy. It's almost like a myth, right? He only shows up every now and then when people don't talk about him anymore. But whenever people talk about him, he goes away. So maybe he'll go away by the time you hear that. But Josh Gordon, number 19 for the Chiefs right now. <laughs> what is going on with Josh Gordon? He's on the team, and they now have a new tallest wide receiver on the team. New biggest wide receiver, if you're not counting Travis Kelsey. I'm interested to see how high the Chiefs can take Josh Gordon. My expectations are not high and that he himself is not high, but the only thing stopping him really is, you know, Demarcus Robinson and Mecole Hardman. So he's the biggest one there. You know, they drafted Colin Powell, you know, straight to the practice squad. So, you know, obviously they were looking at people. I was, I was really hoping John Brown would sign with the Chiefs, but here it is. It's Josh Gordon instead. So maybe Mahomes can take him under his wing like Brady took Antonio Brown under his wing and return him to relevance. But I wouldn't be too overexcited, especially in Dynasty. He's his uh, best days are behind him. <laughs> Before we go anywhere else, one of my most regrettable trades I've ever made was in the middle of the season when Josh Gordon first started to become a thing. He had a big game. And I was like, okay, big game, random guy, sell. I sold him and he proceeded to have the best second half of any wide receiver <laughs> ever to that season. So the the trick that, hey, a random blows up and you sell him, you know, there's a little bit of warning with that with Josh Gordon. So forever since I've been chasing, you know, the ghosts of Josh Gordon past. <laughs> that's a that's a ghost that you chase because you don't know where he goes sometimes. I wish him the best this year. I mean, I really hope he can play a full year of football and just, you know, enjoy the game one last time and actually stay in the game. This game is making me sick and the next game makes me sick on our list too but i guess we have to go through it because i'm playing a small violin right now for adam Chop. <laughs> now the, the i'm gonna look at the positives right mm -hmm. he had the same amount of targets as juan johnson this week it's fair and he has a beautiful i mean if there was ever a matchup of all matchups is this week against the giants who are horrible at covering tight ends he might be able to uh break out this week i mean i'm not saying it's gonna happen but it might happen if james winston throws more than like 15 passes or whatever one guy that i hope you kept on your roster because the time is coming for him is marcus callaway with the saints this guy has the body of an alpha been saying it body of an alpha he can honestly be you know showtime go time this week it could happen. Mac Jones is what he is. The only other guy that I find worth mentioning is um, Damian Harris. I think you want to go buy him right now with the hopes that he becomes the true featured guy. Like, what if they put all of James White's targets into Damian Harris and let him be the dude? Uh, we haven't seen it from the Patriots, but what if it happens? Because who are you going to trust? You're not going to touch. You're not going to trust Ramondre doing anything. Possibly J.J. Taylor. I hope I'm a huge J.J. Taylor fan at Arizona. He had a, a nearly 1,500 yards. I love him, but he's also five foot five. 
not the biggest guy in the world. Adam Troutman is starting to smell like fish, but there is one positive that you can take away from this. He played 80-some percent of the snaps. Jawan Johnson didn't even play the second-most snaps at tight end. So if if we were scared of Jawan Johnson previously, maybe that might be fading away. If Adam Troutman's out there, nobody did jack squat this week. There's only 13 catches and 128 yards to go around to the whole team. Yeah, Troutman didn't get any of them this week, but this does not mean Troutman is bad. The offense was bad this week. Alvin Kamara still did his thing. Callaway led the team in catches yards. He was the other one to get a touchdown, but I mean, that was on a broken play. Deontay Harris, three catches, uh, but was the kick and punt returner. There's some positives to take away from something that, you know, Winston wasn't necessarily looking to his best. Mac Jones, though, this man threw the ball 51 times, maybe by Damian Harris season, because I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was like 14 yards. Did not have a lot of work this week. And as a matter of fact, Mac Jones had more rushing attempts and yards than anyone else on the squad. Someone who kind of blew up a little bit is Kendrick Bourne. So if you had some secret Kendrick Bourne theory, it was it, it probably paid off this week. Jacoby Myers is uh, still playable and viable and has been doing quite well. Hunter Henry was the side of the tight end coin that you wanted to start this week. I have a little bit different takes on how you're interpreting the James White injury. I think that this could be J.J. Taylor stepping into that spot. But as soon as you think you know what the Patriots are going to do, they're definitely going to do the exact opposite. And as soon as you think you have the top three running backs lined up, the four, they're going to sign a fourth guy off the street, and he's going to lead the team in carries. So you really never know what's going to go on with uh, the New England Patriots. But I think both J.J. Taylor and Ramadre Stevenson deserve a uptick in at least I'm watching to see if maybe this could provide an opportunity for them, as well as Damian Harris. Harris. I have quite a bit of him as well. I love it. I love it. If you can get behind JJ Taylor, it makes me feel a lot better. It really does. I'm not uh, sold on Ramondre, right? But you know who I am sold on. And I'm going to stay being sold on. And you're probably already see where I'm going with this because I am I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. I've been pounding the table. This guy by the name of Kyle Pitts, right? I'm fast forwarding another game. Falcons, Giants. Kyle Pitts, man. I don't know what to do. I am all over acquiring Pitts for your roster. That's really the only thing I'm taking from the Falcons games going forward. I just, Hmm. I need pits. Uh, Something I've been taking from the Falcons games is that apparently it's not just the Mike Davis show. You got CPAT, Corderell Patterson putting up another usable week. Both running backs actually putting up usable weeks. And I kind of think that trend can continue unless one of them gets dinged, which, you know, neither one's young. So it's a possibility. But uh, as it sits right now, I think... Both are pretty much rolling out in just about every format right now. I know, I know, some people are down in the pits with pits. And I think this just presents a buy opportunity. We've had the discussion before. I've been on the selling side of pits. Well, I think the market is correcting in some places. Now, like we've said before, if they have pits, they probably paid a ton for him. So to sell him low now after just three weeks is going to feel wrong and it's probably not going to happen. Uh, you might have to do it with an exchange of player that is rising to an exchange for pits who is falling. But it's getting closer and closer and closer to where I actually might try to make offers for pits, but still no purchases for pits for me. But it's not like the other tight end is getting more work because Hurst did nothing. Uh, with Russell Gage out, Alameda Zacchaeus did have his own little three catches and 30 some yards. So 
I don't even know how interested I am. I guess he's a desperation flex. But the other side of the field, the Giants man, everybody got dinged up. Sterling Shepard got hurt. Darius Slayton got hurt. You think, oh, then Tony broke out, right? No, precarious Kadarius Tony is basically just a display model. They're going to pick him, and they're going to say, I got him, and he's not going to get a lot of work, and he's probably not going to do much, at least initially here. I was kind of disappointed to see that Tony didn't step up in the absence of the other guys there, but someone who did, I think you've mentioned before, is Colin Johnson, someone who they got from the, the Jags, just basically didn't make their roster with their fleet of wide receivers they have over there. Finally featuring my boy, Joe Mixon. But to what extent, right? He's getting like 20 carries a week, but he just can't find the end zone. So I'm being stuck with these eight, 10 point games. I'm sad. I'm sad with it. And then you look across the field and you see big Ben Roethlisberger basically just it's like he's a zombie. He threw the ball badly 58 times. <laughs> the only the, the only thing that I took from the Steelers in a, in a positive sense is Najee Harris might lead the league in targets. I think he leads all running backs right now. Good for him. Yep. Good for him because, uh, I mean, I guess that shows them the future is bright, right? Once they can fix um, their offense at the head of it, right, the Big Ben head, if they can fix that, they'll be decent. But Burrow is on and off, right? Some of his throws look horrible. Some of his throws look pretty decent. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, this was a sloppy game, really. And I didn't even – I couldn't think of any buys or anything that came from this game because of how bad the Steelers' offense looks and because my guy T. Higgins is out. And, I mean, yeah, you like uh, you like Jamar Chase, right? You know Jamar Chase is going to be that guy. But I don't think you can acquire him right now. Is it a sell Tyler Boyd moment? Is that what this is? That's a good idea. Well, yeah, yeah, especially with T. Higgins out. He's also out again this week, they said today, unfortunately. They're still going to have another week of Tyler Boyd upcoming. It might be a little time like, hey, look what he did last week. You can have him now because, you know, Chase is breaking out all over the freaking place, dude. He reminded us of why some of us liked him more than Justin Jefferson when he was at LSU. So much for having tons of drops whatever that narrative was, apparently the NFL footballs aren't, you know, so different from the college footballs that, you know, Chase is going to be able to catch it, man. He's going to be able to do it. Someone who is a notorious dropper, Deontay Johnson, dropped out of this contest. Well, before today, he was out. He was injured on the last play of the previous week. Uh, Juju got dinged. But yeah, I was right there with you, man, that Roethlisberger just looks garbage. I don't know if you saw that highlight where he takes a snap, takes three steps, and then falls flat on his face. Dude, he's he's bad. He looks like a kind of looks like an old man that fell out of a wheelchair in that, in yeah. that clip. You know, as harsh as that is to say. I mean, I did see a picture surface that over the offseason. I mean, this guy had like both knees wrapped in ice, his shoulder wrapped in ice. I mean, this dude is I get he loves the game, but there gets a point where, dude, what are you doing? Uh, it's it's kind of embarrassing. We'll see. The Bengals' future is bright. Steelers, they're kind of in the dark. The Steelers are going to steal, right? They're going to steal a victory here and there, but that's it. One team that isn't stealing victories is the Colts because they flat-out suck. They're not using Marlon Mack. They need to trade him. They're barely using Naheem Hines. They uh, have Carson Wentz, who is not the regular Carson Wentz. I don't know what's, what's he doing right now. And... 
my boy Paris Campbell, what's going on with him? Like, why can't he be involved? So I don't even like talking about the Colts. I'm going to let you handle all of the Colts that you want. <laughs> One thing I will be saying is don't pay attention to Nick uh, West, whatever his name is. That's a flash in the pan. The only thing to take from this game regarding the Titans, pick up Darrington Evans, stash him on your IR. I don't think McNichols, is that his name, right, the backup? Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to be relevant once Darrington Evans comes back. Derrick Henry is getting, I mean, I think last two weeks ago he had 35 carries, uh, absurd, and then he had almost 30 this week. Mm -hmm. I mean, there comes a time whenever eventually he will get dinged up, and I think Darrington Evans is fully healing right now on injury reserve. This is a guy who has talent we have seen, and he's a free stash on your roster, right? You went over in a previous show, roster, you know, construction tips, Mm -hmm. right? One was stashing guys in IR. Go stash Darrington Evans. It's perfect. Build your roster with backups right now so that later on in the season you can benefit from them. And then their their value only goes up when something happens. That's the only take I have from this game. Go get Darrington Evans because Derrick Henry is being ran through the turf right now. I think you said it there too. Jeremy McNichols, I, I know I'm not impressed by this guy. It was Darrington Evans last year, and then when he got hurt, it was McNichols in there. And Darrington Evans is hurt currently, and McNichols is in there doing okay. And I think what you see with him doing okay is that there's room for Darrington Evans to do okay when he returns is basically how I'm treating that situation. Uh, he, he's already stashed on pretty much my IRs. Most of the leagues are, I have deep enough IRs where, where he's already rostered, I should say. Wentz played and yep, we suck again. It's rough for the Colts, but someone who was inactive was Mac. And then they came out and said after the game that they have mutually agreed to allow Mac to seek a trade. And there's a few there's a few teams out there, man, that might be interested in a Mac. I'm curious your thoughts on where he might go or why. I could definitely see him um, being moved to uh, kind of some sleeper teams, right? Being traded to a team like Baltimore, right? Baltimore doesn't have a true guy. They have pieces they could send for him. I could see him being traded to a team like the 49ers. 49ers are the revolving door of running backs. I mean, why not add another guy, right? Why not add another guy and cut um, Jacques Patrick or whatever his name was from the XFL that they signed? Mm-hmm. He could be a viable option right now in Miami. I think he has talent. I think he has very big potential. And my favorite spot for him to go would be Jacksonville. Now, do I think they do that? No, because Jacksonville is a horribly run franchise that does not know how to build their roster correctly. So don't see that happening. But I would still love to see it. I really would. And then the Jets. The Jets are going to jet. Why not go get a guy like this and just give us a bigger headache whenever deciphering that backfield with Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, um, Michael P. Ryan, Tevin Coleman, and Marlon McNeil, right? The fearsome five. Choose your poison. Pick your poison. The best guy there would be Marlon Mack, in my opinion. But do I think he gets moved? And No, I just don't think anybody's going to move him. But should he get moved? Yes. Give the guy a chance. Give the guy a chance to earn a contract. He's on a one-year deal. This doesn't cost any team anything to trade for him. Go get him. Quick note on the Titans as we move on to the next one here. I still think it's right to be saying you're trying to sell Derrick Henry. I don't want to see any L's taken until he plays 17 games uninjured because it's something that, you know, might happen eventually. Even though largely I'm wishing to sell Henry, I bought him in a 12-team super flex where my two top QBs were pretty good, but I sold Hurts for Derrick Henry and a 23 first. 
What do you think of that? I love Jalen Hurts. So uh Me too. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my thumbs down to that one. But I mean if you're stacked, if you're stacked right, then yes. Why not, right? If you're trying to win this year and you're stacked right now, I mean Hurts is my QB four from what I remember. Might be my QB five in Dynasty. Yeah. I mean, why not? If you need him, why not? But sell him before he gets hurt. That's my advice. Yep. You know, yep. sell that guy before he gets hurt. A win now roster. So I think that's uh, the scenario where it's a possibility. But I also think the 23 first could be a QB that's better than Hurts. As far as buying and selling players, it's time to buy A.J. Brown. He's going to miss a couple weeks with a hamstring. You and I both have him as our wide receiver one for Dynasty. This is a window. And, you know, if uh, you love this man, this is the time time to do it could even be julio jones out this week as well too so could be interesting for Tannehill this week and i actually have a new wide receiver one. Oh yeah actually yep. uh he goes by the name he really has two letters as a first name but he adds like some flair to it right they call him cd lang mm, i thought it was going to be jj the jet plane <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> it is CD Lamb. CD Lamb has entered wide receiver one territory in these dynasty rankings. Cue the alarms. It was just time. He is producing with Amari Cooper on the field. Mark Cooper is a dang good receiver. AJ Brown is producing not at all right now. He was, you know, at, at the beginning of the year. Now it's week four. Uh, I have it CD, AJ, and JJ. Mm-hmm. So CD, AJ, and JJ. That is the top three right now for me. I just consider it all things, right? Cowboys are supposed to have a strong run game. I don't think they do, but they will be throwing the ball and running the ball, and teams can't stack the box on them. They have all these receiving threats. I think CD takes this step up, and uh, slowly but surely, he's not there yet, but entering the top 10 at receiver is Jamar Chase for me. Mm-hmm. He's, com- he's coming soon. I'm letting you know this. If he continues on this path, he will set the record for the most touchdowns by a rookie receiver in their first year. Big things are to come. Special things are to come. Just beware. He's holding steady at my wide receiver nine currently, believing a little bit. Another rookie who is doing a little bit better is in the Jets game, who you were getting to there. Are you excited for Carter? I mean, can you really truly be excited for any Jet? <laughs> Jet's got a Jet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an honest answer, right? We thought Adam Gase was the problem, and he was a big problem, but I don't think he was the only problem. I think this this more goes to uh, not their necessarily coaching, but some of the pieces that have a say in who they pick in the draft, right? Back Wilson, great pick, right? But they didn't really do much with their other picks. I mean, in my opinion, right? Elijah Moore, yeah, sure. But if you can't block the quarterback and he's running for his life every single play, then it doesn't matter who you have out there, right? I bought one Zach Wilson to add to my roster. Now I'm rostering Zach Wilson in five places as opposed to four. Might buy again, but I am using this as a moment. The Jets' struggles are going to be my ascension in the receiver position. I'm using this to buy Elijah Moore. He's dinged up right now, and... He hasn't been the best. He can be a lot better than what people think he is right now. So I am putting my chips in and buying him, you know, for a flash in the pan and a second round pick right now. I'm acquiring him for that. I've done it twice so far. Hopefully we put this show out five days from now to where I can acquire five more 
you know, five more Elijah Moores for my roster. <laughs> That's the hope. But this is your chance to go and acquire Elijah Moore. The rest of the Jets suck. <laughs> I mean, the rest of them suck. I thought Ty Johnson would be a thing. He's not, right? And on the opposite side, my boy Williams, right? Javante. I mean, when are you gonna when are you gonna feed this guy? When are you going to feed this guy? He shows flashes where you're like, wow, that should be their starting back. And then they go back to old Melvin Gordon. Nah, whatever, dude. Whatever. Last thing is, I hope you got Cortland Sutton because wheels up. I knew this guy was back in action. Wheels up. There's just something about Cortland Sutton that I like there. You were talking about Zach Wilson and Carter and more. This is this is the same flow of business, how it works every single season. Rookies are valued highly at the draft. That's when they're worth the absolute most. Valued a lot up until the season. And then when they don't come out and do anything in the first week, their value plummets in some people's eyes. Obviously, there's people more patient than others. But this is take advantage of that season where you're buying the younger guys who haven't broken out yet because people are starting to panic. You don't want to do this high. You know, you're not buying him for what you would have bought him on draft day. You know, that doesn't make any sense. You want to leave yourself margin for profit as far as how good he's going to be. You're supposed to be buying low on that kind of a player. Not always people wanting to part with that, but when you see that guy go up on the block like Zach Wilson or Carter or more, this is your opportunity to strike on something like that there. I think it's eventually going to happen with Javante Williams. Jay Will's day is coming. Even with that being said, I'll sell anyone for the right price. We've said it before. It's cliche, but literally... I'm not attached to anybody. I sold Jay Will this week for a first, a second, and Daryl Henderson just because, one, I already had Michelle on the bench, and two, it's just enough value where it's really hard to turn that away. But, yeah, sad violin, stashing Hamler on IRs now, I think. Not only is that good for Cortland Sutton, but Tim Patrick and Noah Fant are also beneficiaries. Poor thing, KJ. Poor thing. (laughs) If we're going to speak about poor things, how about... This situation that the Dolphins find themselves in, right? Horrendous run game, horrendous quarterback. But they got Brissett. All of a sudden, he, I guess he just confused the Raiders. I don't know what was going on. He used my guy, Mr. Waddle. Mm-hmm. He used him. I loved it. I do dislike that Waddle came this week and not last week because it had a lot of money riding on him. It hit his over in yards, and it was 49 and a half, and I'm pretty sure he hit 49. Ouch. Kind of like him a little less because of that. But it was positive to see them use Waddle, that first-round pick, right? They're using that first-round pick the best way they can, getting him in and out routes, stuff like that. He's really playing a solid game right now. On the other side, my Raiders are hot. You can't touch us right now. Doesn't matter who you are, we're going to beat you. I'm not going to say Raiders are going to go undefeated, but I do see this streak continuing. Eventually a bumpy road, right? We might lose three or four games, but we are looking at a playoff berth. I mean, this is going to be a fun season to be a Raiders fan. I'm very excited. This is what I needed whenever going back to my Saints, Drew Brees retired, right? Put me in a bad mood. The Raiders win and puts me in a great mood. Derek Carr is and needs to be at the bottom of the MVP conversation. He's proven that, spreading the ball around the field, showing out, being a QB1. I mean, this guy is balling right now, and he's screaming, let's go, like about to rip off his shirt. Just he is going Hulk mode right now. He's using all of his weapons. It's not just week one Darren Waller type of stuff. Now he's using Renfo. Now he's using Brian Edwards. Now he's using Kenyon Drake out of the backfield, Peyton Barber. Now he's using my boy, 
uh, what's his face? What's his face? What's his face? Henry Ruggs. Yes. Henry Ruggs that I got for so cheap because everybody thought he was going to be a complete bust. He's just not what you think he is. That's all. He's still viable. He's still an easy flex right now with the way Derek Carr is playing. I'm acquiring all Raiders receiving options because one, they're still cheap because people think, oh, it's the Raiders, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be Wizard Vaz stuff, right? 50-50. You don't know what world you're going to live in. Don't know what world you're going to get with the Raiders. But I'm buying Renfro because he's the side guy. And whenever Waller isn't open, Carr looks straight to Renfro. This game had a lot of people that are roster. Waddle, Edwards, Renfro, all of these Raiders. I roster all these guys uh, playing at another level that I haven't seen out of the Raiders in a while. So I'm very excited for the future and this game. I mean, brought brought smiles to my face, right? And the Dolphins brought tears to my eyes because they still haven't traded for Deshaun Watson. Basically hit on all the points there. I would love to see them trade for Watson. I want out of Tua, if at all possible. Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown were the only backs that were getting work there. Salvin Ahmed did nothing. So it might be a little more consolidated there. Malcolm Brown did end up getting a touchdown, so... Uh, as far as just random other running backs that aren't worth a ton but are still worth the end of your roster, Malcolm Brown's still making that list. I know it's gross to say, but Peyton Barber, he had a good week this week, and it's just so gross, man. Just, just, just gross. But something that was great was Brian Edwards led the team in yards, even though everybody else basically had more catches than he did. Brian Edwards is my most rostered Raider, and I hope he continues to do well there. Got Carr as QB2 in a ton of leagues, so him staying hot is uh, helping me stay hot in those. He's a beast. I mean, this guy already has 1,200 yards. Pretty good. (laughs) That's a pretty good thing. One thing I do want you to do is I want you to dive into this NFC matchup that we saw, right? This, uh, I mean, I think it shocked a lot of people. It didn't shock me because I already spoke about how good Stafford is playing. But I want you to tell me what you thought about this Bucks-Rams game, man. I mean, Sony Michelle went and was the Bulldog, right? He was the guy that they went to, dark yardage, all this stuff. They featured Sony Michelle in the backfield. thought they would give Jake Funk more of a look, but they didn't. They just didn't. The Rams, however, Matt Stafford, dude, I don't know what got into this guy, but he's easily comeback player of the year, and he is showing that the Rams are next level, and Cooper Cup might be the most valuable fantasy option this season, regardless of format dynasty or redraft cooper cup continues to just be that guy for them so i want to know what you thought about this game i want to i just want to hear every single thing because i know how i feel about it and i need to know if i'm crazy the bucks to start with here looking at brady he's going to be returning to the patriots this week so that's something to look forward to this week but as far as this week that has just finished this man is a win now asset and Right now, a lot of people don't think they're rebuilding yet, but as soon as or a team decides that they're rebuilding, if they have Brady on that roster, you need to be the one to get Brady from that team. This could definitely help you win by the end of the year, and these are the kind of assets that I try to buy during a season. don't want to buy any of the running backs. got Fournette, and even then, if I could just put him with something else to get off of that, you know, I would do that too. It just, it just looks all gross there. I picked up for free in a handful of leagues this week, uh, Giovanni Bernard. He shaved his mustache, and he's okay again. <laughs> he did lead the team in targets and catches. He did mess up his knee a little bit at the end of the game, so it might be basically worthless, but free is free is free is free. Both Godwin and Evans have been eating with Antonio Brown out, which, you know, you should expect, but as soon as I saw Antonio Brown out, my first thought was, <gasps> Tyler Johnson. 
because <laughs> I've been truthering for this guy for a while. I was like, oh, man, it could happen. This could be a week where he could break out, and then it could be, yes, I can go, you know, victory lap for, you know, a seven-day period, Tyler Johnson. But he, he did okay. He made a, a handful of plays there. Jalen Darden was active, and, you know, while he was mostly kick and punt return, he had one catch. I don't even think he netted a total yard. But, yeah, man, you said it right. Stafford looking awesome. Henderson was out with his injury, cartilage, chest. Michelle had 20 carries in the absence, so Michelle looks definitely like the clear handcuff. Uh, Funk really wasn't doing anything. They don't have anybody else there. I'd be curious if they sign someone or, you know, eventually maybe activate JV and Hawkins from the practice squad. Henderson could play this week, so maybe all all for naught there. Anything I missed there? No, man. I think you hit it. Uh, you know, everything that needs to be said, the only thing is I am acquiring Van Jefferson, right? Said that early in the show. Um, this is the guy you need to go get. I really do think you need to go get him. I think Deshaun Jackson's a flash in the pan. And um, Van Jefferson will be a guy who can service you on your roster. Now we have another team with solid receiving core, right? Solid quarterback playing at a high level with the Seahawks. Then we on the other side, we got the Vikings. Cooks is out. Madison comes in. Mm-hmm. Does his thing, mm-hmm. right? Good for him. Good for him. Justin Jefferson, good for you, dude. Good for you. Uh, DK Metcalf, good for you. Russell Wilson, good for you. One guy no one is saying good for you to is Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin was a guy I got on waivers a couple weeks ago. You missed the boat. If he's still on your free agent uh, pool, Go acquire this guy and put him on your roster. Tyler Conklin is a very interesting tight end prospect. Irv Smith, I don't know what's up with him. You know, he's hurt right out for the year. Tyler Conklin has taken the best steps he can to secure his spot in that lineup right now. His snaps are there. His routes run has been there all year. Now he actually got the targets and he made something of them. And he has a giant beard and a ponytail. (laughs) What else could you want from a tight end, right? Bonus points. Yeah, bonus points. So I am acquiring Tyler Conklin from our roster. Uh, That's really the only person I'm acquiring from this game. This game was a uh, very good DFS game. Um, If you played DFS and you had Conklin, you had Madison, and then you had that Russell and DK stack, you were sitting pretty good by the end of this game. So what I am advising is go acquire Tyler Conklin if he is a free agent. And if you get him for a late third-round pick, a presumed late third-round pick, do it. It could be Conklin season. I've said in the offseason that I didn't want to be married to Cousins, but the Vikings are giving me second thoughts there. He's been serviceable, man. If you, if you like Carr, then it's hard not to like Cousins. Neither one brings you that rushing upside. Both of them are probably going to throw a bunch of times for a bunch of yards in a game. I was really hoping that maybe Cousins would suck and we could see some Mond this year. But the way it's playing out right now, unless the, you know the Vikings keep losing, then I would imagine that we'll have a whole lot of Cousins putting up playable weeks every week this year. Gerald Everett finally put up a decent game. I think it was like five catches, 50-some yards. So if you've been rostering him, hoping that he was going to be the Seahawks' main tight end, at least he had a decent week this week. Nothing like Conklin. Conklin make you not want to like Irv Smith anymore? I think he's a better overall tight end than Irv Smith, but Irv Smith does have the draft capital, and he does have the uh, you know athletic freak feature. But Conklin is a guy that's, this is a guy who has proven himself right now, right? He hasn't really gotten hurt. He's proven himself, proven his worth. I mean, he, I think he could be uh, this year's version of Logan Thomas, right? He's not as old as him. Logan Thomas kind of came out of nowhere last year. People failed to adjust quickly to that, right? They thought this was just a guy that was getting targets. And usually it's the people that adjust quickly who benefit the rewards from the, that move. 
figure it out and move one of them and hope you're moving the right one. If somebody believes Irv Smith is that guy and you can get by with Conklin and you have tight end depth, do that. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with Irv Smith right now. I haven't really dove into that mindset yet, but I know I'm getting all the Tyler Conklin I can. I have a one dynasty league that started up in the offseason that is Scott Fishball settings. And I traded Conklin and uh, another streamable tight end for Michael Pittman. Uh-oh. And, you know, Scott, Scott Fish, you know, tight ends, super tight ends. That's looking a little more closer than it did initially. I wish I could trade in the regular Scott Fishbowl, man. I, I, I would. If I could, I would. Because I'm in a rock and a hard place right now, uh, running back wise. But Tyler Conklin is on my roster. DJ Dallas is on my roster with Chris Carson getting a little banged up. DJ Dallas could be the guy there. I do like Alex Collins, and I, I used to be a huge Alex Collins fan, but I don't know if they'll trust him fully, but my roster right now is approaching a shambles, but approaching a dark place <laughs> because I missed out. Mm-hmm. My tight end Kelsey is looking like it was a great pick. One Oh, one Oh three where I got him. Yep. Especially Scott fish. We'll see. We'll see. He's almost as good as the best tight end. You know, Travis Kelsey, that is, he's almost as good as the best tight end. Who's the best tight end? Oh, you already know it's George Kittle. Oh man. Okay. All right. I think it is Kelsey, but okay. 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 But, but we're just talking about me. Now that we're talking about fantasy football, yes, of course, Travis Kelsey is going to be the best there. Kittle himself led San Francisco 49ers in receiving. This is even with Ayuk back, got himself a little touchdown. Debo's been chugging along all season. He's been a, a reliable contributor, but he's always had injury concerns in the past. So I think if you could sell high now, I would be trying to do so. Speaking of selling high now, pretty much any Packers star, I think, is a sell high. What do you think? I'm not selling um, Devontae Adams right now, but Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, I am. I'm selling both Aarons. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about your tight ends, man. You're doing pretty good right now. You have two tight ends in the top three. Right. Obviously, Kelsey's number one, but then you have Kittle and Hawkinson um, in the top three dynasty tight ends. That's a pretty good feat for you. Congratulations to Iowa and, uh, you know, the school Iowa. Congratulations to them as well for producing such a superb tight end specimens like that. But going back to. Don't you don't dis don't 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 disrespect tight end number six. No offense. Uh, I wasn't going to mention him. I was trying to just I was just trying to. <laughs> Keep your ego hidden, but that's that's who. No, nope. out in the open. Yeah, it's tied in you, man. We we know this is tied in you, right? I mean, Iowa is tied in you. They have a guy by the name of is Sam Laporta. Okay, is someone who was at least made the C two C startup mock that I did. He was at least on their ADP of drafted uh, tight ends. I'm not real familiar with the the whole process, but Sam Laporta, Iowa tight end. Here you go. There you go. You could be the next guy. Mm-hmm. This could be a guy that you end up talking about two years from now, and you're like, hey, look at this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy's from Iowa, right? I, I like Cho- Charlie Kolar because from what I remember, he is about the same size as Kyle Pitts. Mm. If only Kyle Pitts went there, right? <laughs> Maybe you would have liked him. So anyways, getting back to what's important, I am not really buying any Packers. I'm just holding still on them. Um, I think Devontae Adams is going to just be Devontae Adams for a little while longer. Uh, I think he, you know, he has a good bit of years left in him. Um, I am selling all 49ers except Elijah Mitchell because I, I like Elijah Mitchell in my roster. But everybody else I'm selling, and I'm trying to acquire Trey Lance. It's only a matter of time till he gets that look, and he ends up balling like we saw on the 
five yard line where they put him in and he scores right away. I mean, I don't know how long, how much longer they're going to ride with Jimmy G. Yeah. Probably as long as the, uh, who we're about to talk about how the Eagles rode with Carson Wentz before giving it to Hurts. I do see that kind of situation panning out there. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I was just going to point out real quick that Sermon was the only running back who got a carry last week. And, you know, basically Lance was their RB2 last week. Kind of found that interesting that they would put him in. And yeah. The fullback how not touch Sermon. How crazy is that? I, I guess that's fair. Yep. Use check. <laughs> So what do you think? Do you think this ends up being a Wentz-Hurts situation um, in San Francisco? Uh, I don't know if it's so much Wentz-Hurts. I think that they went and basically got permission to have Garoppolo and Lance on the team this year, probably just because, one, they're going to be good. They're going to be trying to win now. And if Jimmy Garoppolo's in there and he's winning, then they're not going to throw Lance out there and allow him to struggle. So he, he might have designed plays and packages that are drawn up for him specifically. Maybe he'll get some garbage time experience or whatever, but I don't see them going to him unless Garoppolo goes down and Lance is forced to start. And then they have to be like, okay, Lance is a starter. And then they might not be able to pull him after that, or the 49ers would have to be losing. So I think we got most of a year of Garoppolo, who's occasionally going to get points cycle from him right Lance right uh, I'm, I'm about the same way I do think eventually something has to give mm. with Lance right I hope so I mean eventually um, I hope they give him a run at it uh, similar to what we saw with Hertz I mean it probably will be at the end of the year if it does happen anyway speaking on Hertz the last game on this slate right that we will talk about tonight is the Eagles versus Cowboys the Monday night football game it was sloppy it was disgusting I don't understand what was going on uh, with Miles Sanders. I don't understand what was going on with Jalen Hurts. I don't understand why Jalen Hurts is making Devontae Smith look like a clown out there right now. Um, Jalen Rager is their top receiver. I love Jalen Rager, but I didn't think he'd be their number one. I don't know. That's for the Eagles. As far as the Cowboys, I mean, what a weird game. It hurts to say it, but... Looking at the O-line and how much they've been struggling, and then now they just lost a guard for the season. Hertz has to look good this year for them not to probably just draft another quarterback next year. And if his O-line is falling apart, I'm getting a little bit nervous. But here in garbage time, he was like, after half, it was like six points. He didn't have diddly squat. But then it became comeback mode for Hertz. And even Quez Watkins had some little flashes there. I have no idea what's going on where a world where Sanders gets two carries. And it's like, oh man, then Gainwell must have got a bunch of carries, right? No, Gainwell, one carry. So what? 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 Like, why? Like, why are you doing this to my highest rostered RB? Well, uh, I did also notice that Gainwell was out there in, like, red zone and goal line, and Hertz spread the ball around, man. Eight different players had two catches, and no one was over 66 yards. This is horrible. Just put it that way. That's all I'm going to say. That's how I feel about this game. It saddens me. The only bright spot was C.D. Lamb. The only bright spot for me on my rosters was C.D. Lamb. I just, the way he adjusts the ball, the way he does things, just gets me excited for his year three his year two is right now he's only going to get better for next year as we ride off into the sunset here with the cowboys like to point out that zeke looks fine i understand pollard is doing well and that might make people nervous about zeke but i think zeke is fine at least for now and that uh pollard is basically 
you got to be starting him until Gallup is back. He's, he just looks good, man. He looks really good. They've let Dalton Schultz out of the jar, and uh, I don't know if you can put him back. Jarwin's still out there running routes and whatnot, but Schultz was definitely the one to play this week for sure. And I'm curious if that becomes a trend where that's like an every week thing. I think it is. I think he's the greatest beneficiary of this uh, of this injury to Michael Gallup. Uh, now, once Gallup comes back, I don't know if he's anything, but I mean, I see Dalton Schultz. He, uh, I see him staying, you know, relevant. I mean, he had six receptions for 80 yards and two touchdowns, and he had nearly a third of their targets on offense. That's huge. That's a huge thing. And if this stays around, he could easily be tied in one week to week. So maybe that is a guy that you uh, you go get. Maybe people think this is just a Blake Jarwin, Dal- Dalton Schultz um, flip of a coin every week, but I don't think so. I think Schultz is the guy you want in that situation. And if you are desperate for a tight end in a league, just eh, try to get him, right? And if he's cheap enough and he fits your budget, why not? Crazier things have happened, and the Cowboys will never get another Jason Witten. Maybe this is what, they, uh, what they're what they going to strive for now. Just a guy that they can feed targets in the red zone and get them TDs. I'm cool with two catches for two TDs and two yards a week. I'm cool with that. That's good points. Mm-hmm. His touchdown was a long one. That looked pretty good. Yeah, on the corner out, it was it was beautiful. I don't know. We'll see. Cowboys are a little weird. They do pass the ball a lot and spread it around. I just hope this is a consistent thing. All right. Well, I think that is the full slate of this past week. Be very excited for what's to come, right? We have a, uh, a guest coming soon. I will be bringing in some familiar names too, so stay pumped up for this. I was been doing this thing producing all these magical episodes. He's doing a great job. I'm very happy for all of the positive feedback we're getting. He is well-deserved. So I want to use this to tell you, great job, Iowa. Well-deserved, man. Happy to have you on. And thanks, Superwire. Pretty sure on Podbean, we're almost to uh, hitting that 800,000 play mark which is a big thing right now, right? I think I checked and it was 780,000. Huge. So sleeper wire, keep going up, right? Keep going up and up, support the show, donate to the cause and keep listening because great things are to come. I will you have anything to tell these guys and girls before we send them out. Thank you for all the kind words there. And I, I appreciate you basically making your schedule to work for mine this week. We do have a ton of shows coming out right now. It's fire content from front to back. Actually, the buddy who I traded, Josh Gordon, years ago is helping with some of the shows now too. So the team continues to grow. The content out there continues to grow. There's just a whole lot to consume out there. You, you've got a busy life and you made time. Uh, You could have been, you know, anywhere else, but you were here with me and I appreciate you. As always, man, this is is one of the highlights of my week. I look forward to this every time I have a chance to do this. Just like that, I want to tell you to go by Justin Fields. Please, please go by Justin Fields. And have a good night. Thanks for hanging with us. As we ride off into the sunset here with the Cowboys, 